The Baptist and the Buddhist, identical twin brothers with two vastly different faiths. Join them as they explore their respective religions and how they differ and how they relate. Same DNA, different religions. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on the show, Brian and Mark. It's wonderful to have you both on today as my guests. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Thank you for reaching out. This is awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. So my first question is, what inspired you both to create your show? Oh, man. Where did the Baptist and the Buddhist come from? I think um, I think originally we we thought, hey, we should do a podcast. And then <laughs> we were like, what, what are we going to do it about? And <laughs> yeah. but I think a, a big a big factor of it was that you know, Mark and I both are, you know, our spiritual traditions are very important in our life. And we never really talked about it with each other in much extent. And we thought, you know, this is this would be a great, great idea, not only, you know, to create content, <laughs> but to also <laughs> com communicate with each other these ideas that are so important to to us and so mysterious to the other yeah it, it took a podcast for us to open conversation between each other and we're hoping it does the same for other people as well not only uh conversation with us like the hosts of the podcast but like with other people in other people's lives as well absolutely so how long have you both been practicing your faiths and what led you down this current path in your faith journey? Well, mine started in uh, probably around November of 2009. Um, I was, uh, I was uh, presented with the gospel from the Bible, and um, I, I believed on it and started my path that way. I didn't really get really serious um, until probably like the following year, I would think. So um, it's, so it's been however many years that's been from 2009. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's about it on my side. Oh, um, kitty. Yeah. <laughs> she, I, she might as well be a host of one she, of our, she really should be. Um, I mean, you're welcome to take the mic, Kitty. We'd love to hear what your opinions are. Yeah, what's your what's your religious practices like? <laughs> uh, but, was there was a second part to that question, wasn't there? What led me to oh, yeah. my current path? Um, so I think it was just the 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 simplicity of the gospel, and you know, I I was raised in a in a Christian household, it was a you know non-denominational. It wasn't an extreme. There wasn't an extreme emphasis in the household on um, on the church or anything. But um, when I heard the gospel um, spoken to me and like how easy it was, I'm like, why haven't I heard of this before? Like it just clicked with me that 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 particular time for some reason, and um, that's. I didn't really start really getting into like, what does it mean to be a Christian? I just knew I was a Christian at that point. 
um, until a little bit later on, um, I started uh, looking into things like, you know, I dusted off the Bible that I was given, like, I should probably read this since I'm a Christian. And uh, I started just looking into some things and it, and even like, even music was involved with like, with me treading down the path a little bit further. Um, And it was, it was step by step. And then at some point I just got like full blown walking the path. So that that's my story in a in a, in a one sentence with a lot of commas. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, I guess it's my turn. Um, how, how about you, Brian? <laughs> so I've been practicing Buddhism for a, around eight eight years, I would say. Um, wow. It feels like it hasn't been eight years, but <laughs> yeah, it has. I know. Uh, <laughs> it's. 2014 uh but what led me to my spiritual path now uh actually started around the same time mark's journey to where he is now begins um and it was around 2010 i uh you know mark spoke about having a realization of he knew he was a christian he just didn't know like what made him a christian and i kind of had an inverse uh realization i i I thought i was christian and had a realization i wasn't uh and and that came about through just some just kind of of some offhanded comments from a friend that made me really look at my beliefs uh, seriously and and realized I had kind of a a say in what I classified myself as. So that began a a journey um, down through several years through pagan traditions, uh, Wicca and Druidry, uh, all beautiful practices. And I learned a lot about myself and through those. uh, But it wasn't until 2014 that um, I you know, I, I became frustrated kind of in my own practice of uh, druidry at the time thinking, you know, this, this, these practices that they offer are like, are, are awesome. And I, I love to see how, how useful it is to people. And it's just like really, really cool to be able to see a, a community gather around these practices and, and, uh, and, and ideas. And, but at the same time, I was like, why is this not really clicking with me? Um, and it was just kind of by happenstance. We had a, a group of Tibetan monks visiting a local temple. And I was always very curious about different religions. Anyway, I loved, I, I still love learning about different religions. And I thought, you know, I should, you know, I should go check this out. See, you know, I know nothing about Buddhism. So I, I went and, uh, and I thought, wow, that was neat. Um, I didn't understand it much of what was going on, but now that I now I know there's a local temple and they have regular services, I'm gonna go see what one of those is like. And I went and I just never stopped going. And so, and from there, I just got really curious about some of the language they used in their service and realized, wow, these ideas are kind of what I was looking for 
you know, a lot of these ideas of, of mindfulness and, and nonviolence and, uh, and meditation, I thought this is, this is, this is it. And so ever since I, I have, you know, I, I've been Buddhist. Hey, and let me clarify something too, because you, you uh, brought up a good point uh, at the beginning of what you were saying was like, um, because you, you, you said you had like a discovery that you, oh, I'm not a Christian. Like, what am I? Um, and I, I, you, you kind of said it's like the opposite of what happened to me, but that's actually really kind of what happened to me too. <clears throat> Cause there's, there was a point, you know, in our church growing up, we're always like, they, they always said, you know, ask Jesus into your heart. And it's like, I have no idea what that even means. But then when, when I uh, spoke with my now wife, we were talking in a conversation and she's like, Hey, do you know you're going to heaven? I'm like, I mean, I guess I really don't know. I hope so. And she's like, well, you know, Jesus died on the cross for your sins and you just have to believe that. I'm like, wait, that's it. No. So like at that point I'm like, well, I guess I wasn't a Christian before until now. So it's almost like the same, the same thing happened to us. It's like, wait, wait a second. We, I'm not a Christian. In my case, I'm like, maybe I should be. <laughs> I just had to add that in there. No, that's wonderful. It's been fascinating to hear your stories. I love hearing about different people's faith journeys and what leads them down these paths. And I know that a lot of people would kind of take a look on the surface at Buddhism and Christianity and kind of think, oh, these are polar opposites. They have nothing in common but in your time together on your show what was a similarity about both of your faiths that stuck out to you <laughs> well it's it's funny because um comparing our faiths we thought the same exact thing like i'm like dude this is gonna be so different but you know like i don't know if it's our twin energy or something because <laughs> you know we're twins but like we have found so many similarities especially in just like the the ethics and the the functionality of uh, one thing that always sticks out to me in our conversations brian is like uh, is almost a mindfulness aspect and i don't think a lot of christians utilize or delve into that as much as some other practices like maybe my circle uh, a little bit more so but um or even just in my individual uh study and beliefs uh mindfulness is was a big thing and i don't even know if i fully grasped or harnessed that on my side but um, mm -hmm. that's always been one thing that stuck out to me yeah mark those two ethics and mindfulness is exactly what i was going to say um <laughs> twins because uh, yeah right <laughs> <laughs> um the, the, the ethics really kind of surprised me in you know, we were exploring, you know, ethics and morality and, um, you know, what you might, the, the kind of superficial, uh, you know, oh, 10 commandments versus five precepts, etc. <laughs> but like in exploring that, we really found that there's a, a very similar functionality to both sides when it comes to ethics. And it surprised me that there is like an an actual presence of, of a mindfulness practice in a way in a, a, a Christian, you know, Baptist, uh, approach. And I, I thought, 
and the broadly 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 uh, <laughs> and i just thought it was so super interesting that the the kind of the reason for that practice is almost similar to to what a buddhist mindfulness practice would be for as well that's very true because i think it was in our mindfulness episode or maybe our ethics episode that we started delving into like if we were talking about ethics we started delving into mindfulness and i realized <laughs> from both sides the two things are just as intertwined yeah exactly exactly and that's one thing i think a lot of christians even specifically baptists who miss the mark on and uh there's a reason for that but i won't get into that brian will know where i would go with that <laughs> yeah i i'm not surprised that we both found those two things in common <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's really cool and i love hearing things like that this part of the reason why I started my show because I feel like what can alienate people is they just assume oh we're too different from each other mm. and we don't have anything in common so we can't exist in the same space or get along but if people would just take a few minutes to sit down and actually talk to each other I feel like there could be a better understanding of things. Yeah, definitely. And I will say something on that a little bit later, um, too. So. Absolutely. Thank you. So um, at the time this is being recorded, Buddhists recently celebrated the holiday of the sock. So would you mind, uh, Brian, elaborating a little bit more about what this holiday is and why it's so important to Buddhists? Yeah. So the is like one of the biggest uh, if not the biggest Buddhist holiday, uh, especially in the Theravada tradition. And it it commemorates the birth of the Buddha, the enlightenment of the Buddha, and the death of the Buddha, or the Parinibbana. Um, and it's, it's a huge, huge festival day. It's, uh, I mean, it's the christmas and easter and thanksgiving of of buddhism all in one in all in one day and so it's hugely important and it's uh a lot of generally used as a time to cultivate kind of appreciation for the buddha and his his teachings that he gave to us and how important monumentally important those teachings can be to us um, and, and yeah, it, so it's, it's definitely a, a, a seen as a day to cultivate, uh, you know, good merit, uh, to deepen one's practice, really revitalize that, that, that appreciation for the Dhamma or the Buddhist teachings. Thank you for sharing that. So speaking of Easter, another holiday, not as recently, but, um, that Christian celebrated was Easter. So Mark, would you mind yeah. explaining to us what's the significance of Easter to Christians? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Easter, you, it's, a, it's such a widely celebrated holiday amongst the umbrella, under the umbrella of Christianity. And um, 
I don't know about like what other Christians like their main emphasis on it is, but I know in my circles, the emphasis, you know, we know the Easter story, you know, it's all about like the cross and, but we don't celebrate his, his crucifixion. We don't celebrate his burial, but we celebrate his resurrection because we see that resurrection. The Bible talks about because he rose, it justifies the reason why we can rise to, we can rise from the dead too. And it, it's the justification for us, uh, for believers in our, the hope that it, that that very act gives us is that we can, uh, we can rise up alive again one day um, in, in, in a resurrected state like Jesus is. Um, and it's, it, the, the whole holiday encompasses the very message of salvation that the, the Bible gives us. And that's that Jesus died on the cross for propitiation for our sin. And he was dead, buried and rose again. And one part of the gospel, like the, you know, the gospel message that everyone doesn't uh, repeat that the gospel does in the Bible is that, and he was seen like he was, he was, he died, was buried, rose again, and was seen. Um, uh, more than, you know, 500 people saw him after his resurrection. Uh, for some reason, I just, that's like a four part gospel to me, but, uh, and that's what we celebrate. Um, there's a lot of debate and a lot of variation of Easter, even within my, within my church, you know, some people will say the Easter bunny and little eggs are bad. Some people don't care. I don't care. <laughs> so it, sometimes it just comes from a misunderstanding, but uh, I mean, that one message encompasses this holiday uh and this this holiday is a big celebration for us. We usually have pack pack our our church house with people um, from all walks of life come through, and you know the ones that don't get to uh, church on Christmas will come on Easter. Um, and <laughs> it's usually a really really busy time, and it's, it's fun. Um, and there's just so many different things that people do just around here uh, for that holiday. But it's a, it's a good time. Definitely. So I know you've done a few episodes of your show now, and it might be kind of hard to pick, but do either of you have a favorite episode that you've worked on? Well, Brian, I think like we would have to look at season two because going into our show, like season one was like, we got to get the fundamentals out of the way. It's going to be kind of boring. And then season two, we literally have a list. It's like fun ideas. Um, <laughs> and I don't know if you agree with me, Brian, but our food episode, I don't know. It was just so fun because I had so many uh, puns. <laughs> My food puns were, were just, oh man. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, eggs. <laughs> uh, that was like so fun because <clears throat> I knew uh, you were kind of cringing, Brian. But <laughs> oh, I I I live for the cringe. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the the food episode was like one of the most one of the more fun ones to do, just because of I don't know the 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 topic of food. It's 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 a fun you know. Yeah, no one can get really serious about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and. 
Like that's one thing you can talk to someone about is food. If you don't have anything else to talk about food. I did like our movie episode too, where we each watched a movie um, that we picked for each other and they were related to our faiths and we got to review it. And it was, it was, uh, it was really interesting. It was fun. Yeah. I liked the extracurricular, uh, you know, we had homework for that one. <laughs> yeah. As if we have, time, as if we don't have enough time, <laughs> but that was really fun. I really, yeah. I, I had a blast at that. That sounds awesome. So do you, either of you have any prayers that you want to share with our audience while you're here today? Well, uh, man, I just, this is one thing I wanted to kind of circle back on was uh, with our podcast, we, we aim to just talk and a lot of people in my circles some of the more traditionalists will will discourage that and they think they look at it as kind of uh, like encouraging like other beliefs because you know the the Christian belief um, is that there's one true God and uh, Jesus is the only way to salvation and talking to people that don't believe that and that have other beliefs is very frowned upon or something like, Oh, you're actually letting them talk or something. And I don't agree with that at all. I think it's really good to, to have a conversation and try to understand each other better. Not that we're like saying, yeah, you're right. Or like, it's more kind of like a, I just want to learn where you're coming from. Um, and I, I just, I, I just pray that other people can open their minds and not necessarily be, uh, quote unquote damaged from that. Like they're not gonna, they're not gonna come away with, with their faith hurt, but maybe even bolstered. Uh, so I, I just, uh, the open mind coming into a conversation like this is extremely important. Preach it, Mark. Preach it. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Um, and yeah, that's, that's such, uh, in a similar vein of, of my approach that, that kind of, you know, interfaith dialogue, it's so hugely important to me. And this is like, you know, this, ex- this just topic, this discussion between, my twin brother and me like exemplifies that. Um, but I, I, I would like to share a prayer if Mark, if you're, if you were finished, if you yeah, had, yeah. Okay. Um, and this is, uh, this is a, something that is, that actually is very popular in chanting with the monastics and the, the lay people. And this is, uh, the Buddha's words on metta and metta is a, this, this, it, it, it is generally translated as loving kindness or loving friendliness. And it's one of, it's seen as one of the four divine abidings. Uh, and I think the famous Vietnamese monk, uh, Thich Nhat Hanh classifies it as one of the four true loves, um, loving kindness, compassion, sympathetic joy and equanimity. And so Metta, as you will see through this prayer is 
spreading this loving kindness to all beings everywhere. And it's just such a profound, profound teaching, I think. And I think it's applicable to to anyone of any walk of life. And I would, I would, I would just like to read this short little chant. Um, I won't chant it, but I will read it. So this is the Buddha's words on metta. This is what should be done by one who is skilled in goodness and one who knows the path of peace. Let them be able and upright, straightforward and gentle in speech, humble and not conceited, contented and easily satisfied, unburdened with duties and frugal in their ways, peaceful and calm and wise and skillful, not proud or demanding in nature, let them not do the slightest thing that the wise would later reprove, wishing in gladness and in safety may all beings be at ease. Whatever living beings there may be, whether they are weak or strong, omitting none, the great or the mighty, <clears throat> the medium or short or small, the seen and the unseen, those living near and far away, those born and to be born, may all beings be at ease. Let none deceive another or despise any being in any state. Let none through anger or ill will wish harm upon another, even as a mother protects her, with her life, her child, her only child. So with a boundless heart should one cherish all living beings. Radiating, radiating kindness over the entire world, spreading upwards to the skies and downwards to the depths, outwards and unbounded, freed from hatred and ill will, whether standing or walking, seated or lying down, free from drowsiness, one should sustain this recollection. This is said to be the sublime abiding. By not holding to, to fixed views, the pure-hearted one, having clarity of vision, being freed from all sense desires is not born again into this world. That was beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us. Is there anything else you two would like to talk about while you're on the show today? No, I mean, I, I think we did a good job of covering up. We're, we're known for rambling and we can go for a very long time. <laughs> Ramble on, it's fine by me. <laughs> well, I'm like, I, Brian, I, we might be able to make a, this their longest episode ever. Because <laughs> 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 we, we usually like, okay, let's go for an hour. And it's like, wow, it's already an hour, 45 minutes. We should probably stop. <laughs> <laughs> we are really, really bad about that. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, just, to kind of re reiterate what Mark touched on in his, his prayer for, you know, just kind of to be open, um, not necessarily open to changing your beliefs, um, but open to hearing others. Uh, like that's, I think to kind of circle around to why we started the podcast. Um, it's, it's to, you know, make known that these conversations don't have to be debates don't have to be competitions don't have to be you know i'm gonna i'm gonna change your mind it's yeah. it's something so much more beautiful and so much freer than that and that's you know i have this this belief that you don't understand and i'm gonna talk about it to you and so you can learn and you know the the, the more you learn about people of with different beliefs than you the the wider the scope 
of the world becomes. And it, that's such a monumentally important thing. And like even just having those conversations helps people communicate better because there's always some like in a, in a lot of Christian circles, there's always like some like secret stigma like, oh man, those guys are like those guys are evil or dumb or like I just can't talk to them because they they just they have some kind of misconception towards those towards other people as well. And uh, being able to do this without, I mean, it might get us more views and likes if we like headline it like Baptist destroys Buddhists in debate, but that's not what, that's not our goal. (laughs) Um, Maybe we'll do that for next season to get the, to get the, uh, the Baptist versus the Buddhists. Yes. (laughs) We can have like boxing gloves Photoshopped on and stuff. (laughs) Okay. Maybe not. (laughs) I don't know. I would watch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll do a we'll do a video of us like just like fighting like. <laughs> yes. Spoiler alert! That's what we're doing next time we visit each other. <laughs> yes. <laughs> great. Write that down. <laughs> oh, we'll do. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a it's. A, just conversation i always i always tell our listeners and viewers on our podcast it's like hey like you're listening to the baptist and the buddhist this is a conversation between two twin brothers that we've never had this conversation before so you get to be a fly on the wall experienced in real time to our real conversation and it's not it's not pre-scripted it's it's just raw and real and i think that can make and help our listeners feel more comfortable with the idea of doing this in the first place. Yeah. So many people don't even know, you know, they, they might even have a family member or a friend who has vastly different opinions and faith and, you know, beliefs and, and that can be such a taboo topic and it's yeah, like, it can create ten, a lot of tension and yeah. And no one even knows how to approach those topics with them. And so maybe this, these kind of conversations can shed light on how, how a conversation like that can go mm-hmm. without turning into, you know, disowning your family members for <laughs> the rest of your life and, and whatnot. Cause that happens, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before we started the podcast, when we were like, we should do a podcast, I'm like, that'd be so great. But like, what are we going to do? And you're like, hey, how about we do like a comparative religion thing? I'm like, okay, that's going to be like, that's just new territory for me. But it turned out, it turned out to be very enlightening. And like, it's so, uh, it's opened my mind just like, to be able to talk and it's made it more comfortable for me mm-hmm. you could tell in our first couple episodes like we're kind of like toned down and we get more comfortable in season as the season goes on into season two so yeah i, I i've been enjoying it a lot absolutely it's been a pleasure having both of you on the show with me today thank you again for taking time out of your day to be my guests. I really appreciate it. Thank yeah. you so much for having us. Yeah, we really appreciate you having on having us on your show. Absolutely. Thank fun. you.